88.3 WXOU Auburn Hills, Michigan. You are tuned in to the Friday Night's Groove with your host, Roosevelt Belton Jr., better known as simply RBJ for short. And tonight, we have another special edition of the program because I'll be in session with the Ann Arbor based singer and songwriter, Danny Darling. So, Stay tuned in as we discuss the recent release of her sophomore EP, Mage, and much, much more. For now though, I'm going to kick this show off with a remix of Aaliyah's track, It's Whatever, from the producer known as Diego House. And coming off of that, I'm going to drop a couple tunes from Danny before we get into the actual interview. So as always, keep it locked, and let's groove. Why is a glow 
WXOU, Auburn Hills, Michigan. You are tuned into the Friday Night Groove with your host, Roosevelt Belton Jr. Right now, I'm sitting down with the Ann Arbor-based singer, songwriter, and fellow Gemini, Danny Darling, here to talk about our upcoming EP, Mage. Danny, welcome to the program. Hey, hey, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> You're very welcome. You're very welcome. It's been a long time trying to get this out. We're on the eve of it. How are you feeling? A lot of things, but mostly like just excited and, you know, it's the end of an era a little bit and just hopeful, I think, for what's next. This was kind of a project that wasn't even like supposed to happen, but then, you know, the pandemic and things like that. So I'm really feeling excited that I, I feel like I accomplished something during this quiet time uh, in my life otherwise. So Mage is your second release as an artist since your debut Nocturne back in 2019. Um, prior to that, you were performing either as a trio with your sisters 
fourth act such as the black opera why was it important for you to initially go out as a solo artist there were a lot of reasons why it became important for me i think first just knowing that i could do it and starting to feel like i am an artist in my own right and that i am like worthy of like um my own separate dream aside from being part of a group um but then also like just realizing that you can't make other people like when you really accept that you can't control other people <laughs> you know like you know you can't make people do what you want them you can't you can suggest you can inspire but ultimately you can only change yourself and once i really accepted that about the world i i started thinking more about okay if that's true then what would i do differently if i'm not waiting around for such and such or or holding out hope that something's going to happen here you know so it started to become a, an exercise in self sufficiency to be honest you know um i always felt you know it's like i needed a, a songwriter or accompaniment you know as i got further along i started to realize as things started kind of falling away that i could just start singing and playing my guitar and you know and i don't need anybody else so that's how that started and it's been quite a journey Now, I think it's important to make a sentient that as long as we're being a solo artist, that Danny Darling is also a band, correct? Yes. Uh, so it's um, right now we've got a roster of quite a few people. I've got um, two drummers, um, Tariq, or we call him Reek Dorado is my drummer. Um, Noor Borealis is my bassist and my best friend. She's my right-hand man. Um, but I also have Raven LaFay, who's a backup bassist, and she's amazing. Um, I have my lead guitarist, uh, Jay Retrograde, and he's kind of irreplaceable. So um, there's just him on guitar besides me. But then sometimes I have um, a friend of mine, Anna, who comes in, and she's a powerhouse. She's um, one of the... Um, founders and lead singer of Honey Monsoon and now she's her own artist and she's really amazing she can there's nothing she can't do really she sings harmony sometimes she plays guitar she plays the keys she's amazing so um, she's kind of like wherever you know you need help she can come and rescue you <laughs> shout out to Anna um, then I have uh, Yoshimi Lotus Honey who's my um a harmony singer and then um obviously one of my sisters nikki is another harmony singer so it's a large roster of people even though you know there's coming and going and sometimes you'll see just me and noor or sometimes you'll just um it'll be the whole group but we're all part of the, the collective you know movement um, now speaking of self-sufficiency and the aspect of being a solo artist and also a band leader how do you kind of manage that 
I think, well, when it comes to being a solo artist, a lot of it is in like post-production stuff or like, you know, when it comes to marketing or presenting like your social media. I mean, I think other than that, it, it is a lot of band leading or kind of looking at, at it more like being a band leader because um, there's so many things to organize. And, you know, when there's shows, obviously before the pandemic, lots of booking, um, things like that. So I'd say a lot of it is really thinking about being a band leader, but then when it comes to like decision-making and I, I kind of think the difference is that I have autonomy, that I can make my own decisions and just, you know, go with it. And I have the support and trust of everybody who is, you know, in the fold to just trust, trust me <laughs> and say, yeah, what she said, you know? So I think it's, it's tricky, but I've, kind of figured it out, the balance between the two. We're talking about the pandemic. I think you mentioned that that made things a little bit rocky as far as getting this EP out. How long would you say it's been in development for? Well, see, the, the thing is, at the beginning, right before the pandemic began, um, we were about to get in the studio, uh, the band, and record and do a bunch of things. And because of the pandemic, we ended up having one session. <laughs> And then the rest of it was, uh, I decided to take that one session that we did. And then for that session, I used um, Joel on guitar and um, second, we call him second, um, but his name is John and he plays bass. And um, we took that one song and I kind of built off of that and everything else in the project pretty much is um, you know, kind of a bedroom pop exercise. Like, you know, I send some chords to DJ Slowpoke and he sends me a track back and then I record it in my bedroom and mix and master it myself. So there was a lot of that that happened because of the pandemic that we had to sh kind of shelve all of the live instrumentation and the um, studio sessions that we had planned. And it just kind of so turned out that it was also a time when all of our shows got canceled. So I had all this time <laughs> to kind of make up for that a little bit and get creative with what I wanted to do, whether I wanted to save that or save the rest of the stuff. So there's still quite a few songs we haven't even recorded. Um, and it's kind of just going in the vault of my mind and kind of, you know, just moving forward with what came out because it just seemed so organic. And it seemed like such an answer to what was going on that it seemed like the songs that I, um, the song that I wrote and um, before the pandemic ended up meaning a lot during the pandemic. And it, it, the, the project is a build from that, from that concept of like knowing your inner power and the inner magic that we have and knowing that that makes a difference even when it seems like the world around us is really bleak, you know, <laughs> which, which was what I was feeling at the time, so. Speaking of, the bleakness one of the things i find interesting about you as an artist with singles like snm which kind of address that bleakness 
and then you have all stars which is a little bit more focused on the joy the power and the kind of empowerment that to me represents something i find interesting about you is that you're not you're willing to explore both the melancholy life as well as a joy why do you find that you manage that balance so well um, I don't know if I would say I manage it, but I try. Um, I think when it comes to being an artist in general, I mean, the themes that affect you in your life are what you end up writing about, right? So like, um, I think it just depends on where I was in life when I was uh, writing the particular songs. But I think when it comes to dealing with the darkness or like melancholy or depression you need that so that you can properly feel that elation like i think that as a gemini i do kind of embrace the dichotomy of feeling I mean, a lot of people think that we're so like happy and chipper and happy go lucky but there really is kind of that uh moody angst ridden side and i think that's true with all of us like we all have a certain angst and a certain elation and I think um, addressing both is, is really important because they're both fundamental to the human experience, you know? That was part one of my interview with Danny Darling. Part two will be coming up real soon after a quick commercial break. But for now, we're going to hear a track, S&M. Enjoy, and I'll see you real soon.
88.3 WXOU located on the campus of Oakland University. You were listening to the Friday Night Groove and we're in the middle of interview with artist Danny Darling. Before we get back to interview though, we'll listen to Danny's rendition of the classic Solange tune, Cranes in the Sky, performed live at this year's Ann Arbor Summer Festival. Peace, thank you, and keep it locked.
a lot of what you want to talk on or addressing in Mage addresses a human experience, correct? Yeah, so with Mage, it was kind of like, I, I thought of that name because um, I thought of like the concept of magi or magic or a magician. I wanted to find a cool way to say it, obviously, but it was kind of a time for me to start thinking about, okay, if the world is crumbling around me and I'm stuck in this apartment and I don't have many options, what can I do if going back to that, you can't control other people, you can't control everything in life. So if you are all you can control, if I can only change myself or my thought process or my, you know, immediate environment, then that's okay. And that's actually still a blessing. That's actually still something to be like really happy about because you can make a change in your own world that becomes bigger and bigger. Right. So, um, I felt hopeless. I felt a lot of sorrow. I thought, I felt like my career was over <laughs> to be honest. Like I made, um, you know, the Detroit Metro times, you know, artists to watch. And then all of a sudden the, the the year that people were supposed to be watching me totally got canceled. So I felt like it was my shot to get to the next level. And I felt like it just all got taken away. So what do you do? You regroup and you start focusing on things you can control. My own level of pos positivity versus negativity, my own, my own ability to tap into my own magic and, and figure out how to start out a day on a positive note, even though I'm not going anywhere today or seeing anybody or, you know, things like that. And then it started to grow. Then all of a sudden I've got a project. Then all of a sudden I got a message. Then all of a sudden I'm reaching out and it's hopefully making a difference to people. And so I think just the concept that you can change your world, but it starts with you. And it starts with realizing and, and acknowledging your inner purpose and inner magic. And that's what I'm hoping people get from the whole project is that it's kind of a wake up call or like a gentle nudge to remind or even kind of a comfort or nurturing to, to let people know, like, especially during this Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, the women's movement, just that we have that power, that we are magic and we do have that within us if we just kind of quiet ourselves to everything and everyone trying to tell you who you are and decide who you are and then make your actions based off that. understand is that by doing this it kind of with everything going on everything taking a complete 180 it helped you kind of reground yourself in the now and figure out you know this is how i'm going to go going forward i have control even when it doesn't necessarily feel like i have control yeah absolutely and it's just it's been really a, the project that really kind of uh helped me to overcome some things with myself and, and figure out, you know, things don't go your way. 
<laughs> you know, just work with it and don't let it don't don't crumble under the pressure. So I think that was something that was uh, very powerful for me to realize. And and even now I'm still like as I'm getting ready to release the project, it's like the universe just keeps affirming that I'm in the right place at the right time. Like I'm a, um, a, a finalist for the Amplify Fellowship. And so like I'm just really, really hopeful and I'm feeling like I'm in the right place at the right time and that my message is important and that people are vibing and they're feeling it. They've been vibing so far then. Yeah. <laughs> now I did want to touch back on Nocturne for a minute. Okay. When, when it was released, it was critically, critically acclaimed and opened up a lot of doors for you. How much did the success of that project influence how you wanted to approach Mage either from a genre standpoint or kind of a songwriting standpoint, or is it more of just clean slate? I think the fact that I had a whole different project in mind, like after Nocturne, I wanted to really kind of tap into uh, the whole band more. Uh, so with Nocturne, that was kind of a, a bedroom pop. Um, it was uh, something that I had kind of done on my own and it was kind of the end of that era um, before I started really with the band. So for for the second project, I wanted it to be, you know, instrumentation and, you know, the whole band together and just have us all in the studio and do a couple lock-ins and really just knock out a lot of the songs that I had written. And then, like I said, when the pandemic happened, it was like, mm, <laughs> not happening. So um, I would say that for this project, it was, a return to some of the things that I, it's kind of like I had to realize that it wasn't going to be just one or the other. What It couldn't be a live studio album like I wanted, but um, it wasn't going to be necessarily just, you know, me tinkering away with my computer at night either. So I think the, the way the first album or the first EP went, I think it just gave me more clarity and how to keep the project going, even though it wasn't going the way I wanted it to. And then also um, it ended up being a little bit more like it in some ways. I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess it'll depend on how people like this, the, this next one. When they hear the whole thing. So now that you have this sort of new creative energy and you're figuring out, you know, I know how I, think I want things to work and I have a process for that. Where do you want to kind of proceed after this release as far as how you want to complement it with other different aspects of the videos or such like that? Okay, so I have this whole concept for where I'd like to go next and I want to explore like a psychedelic soul Danny. I want to kind of tap into um, what would happen if we even lower like boundaries even more and just get into, and this is more like um, 
even when it comes to an atmospheric sound or if there's not necessarily an A, B, A, B, C, A, B format. Like if we just start vibing and recording it and, you know, kind of I interweave songs together in a different way. I just want to, you know, kind of approach it and have a fun, more like loose psychedelic experience of, um, of putting an album together just because I would like to have a different experience than just like mostly me just organizing sessions or you know doing everything by myself I realizing that after you do have that autonomy and I can only you know control myself and I can um, you know change myself but then after a point you can let people in and you can let people help you and that's what I'm learning now is like because we've got I've got a really strong um, songwriter in Joel. He's J, J Retrograde, my um, lead guitarist. And so I've been kind of allowing myself to, to let input and let people help and let it happen more organically than having to c control everything so much all the time. So I think that's really a relief. And that's really something I want to do more is just kind of get in the studio uh, now that we know how, you know, with this distancing and everything and kind of see what happens if we, you know, with this fellowship, hopefully it's like you have unlimited time to just record and go. And it's not like you're watching the clock tick. So I think that's a great time for me to explore that and see, you know, what happens when I don't have so much control over it and we're more fluid and vibing. I'm excited though. Got you. And fingers crossed on your fellowship too yes oh thank you <laughs> all right um danny just wrapping things up this is a project that expresses reaffirmation power and self-belief what last words you have now that this is at the eve of the release um just you know know that you're a star every like in your own right and just when you look in the mirror in the morning like I wrote on my mirror in lipstick, you're a star <laughs> and it's there every day. And I think what I'd wanna leave people with is whatever it takes, whether it's writing on your mirror, whether it's writing a song, whether it's sending yourself messages or however you need to change your mindset to remind yourself that you are important, that you can change the world, that you can, it starts with you. I think that's what I hope for everybody. Danny, well said. Congratulations on the release, and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> 88.3-WXLU-FM, you were listening to the Friday Night Groove with your host, Roosevelt Belton Jr. This is the end of the program, unfortunately. Before I leave, I want to thank Danny Darling again for giving a wonderful interview. If you like what you heard, you can find more from Danny by searching for the tag Soul Galaxy Girl on Twitter and Instagram. I'm going to end the show tonight with a track from Mage titled All Stars. So as always, peace, thank you, and I'll see you next Friday. <laughs>